Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's Jody Mack and he's diplomatic. If you agree with me, it doesn't mean we're right. If you disagree with me, it doesn't mean you're right and I'm wrong because it is pretty subjective. He's opinionated. It was boring as all get out. As yeah, they slowly what? matriculate the ball down the field and watch the clock go tick, 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 tick. No, that's not exciting. He's humble. I'm not trying to injure myself, patting myself on the back here. And his job is simple. I talk about sports. This is the Jody Mack Show. Here's Jody Mack. J-Mac, hang with you here on CBS Sports Radio. And not only is it a 4th of July party, they just added to it up in Milwaukee. The Bucks were able to defeat and eliminate the Atlanta Hawks in Game 6 of their Eastern Conference Finals. Sans, their superstar, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, on the sidelines for the last two games. They're under-superstars. If Giannis is the top dog, they're under-superstars, Middleton and uh Drew Holiday both came up huge for him. Middleton had an unbelievable third quarter finish with 32 points. And uh, Drew Holiday, 27-9-9. One rebound, one assist short of a triple-double. So the Milwaukee Bucks, who have won a championship before in the NBA. It was a long time ago. And before the night is out, I'll tell you the story about the year before they won their championship in 1971 when I actually saw them play live in the playoffs in 1970 in Madison Square Garden in New York against the Knicks. But I'll save that story for later. We got a guest. Our first guest tonight is going to join us. Um, It was a big week, and massive changes are coming for college sports uh, with the Supreme Court decision for NIL, which nil is supposed to mean nothing. But, oh, it means a lot more than nothing for college sports athletes. It's name, image, and likeness, and they're going to be able to cash in. Here to give us some insights as to what the Supreme Court's decision and the NCAA's reaction to it and how it will affect college sports going forward is one of our favorite college guys, Kevin McGuire, Rathlon Sports, hops on with me here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack here. How are you, Kev? Doing well, Jody. Happy Fourth of July weekend to you. Same to you, my friend, uh, and I'll let you. What time did, did they shoot the fireworks off in Philly yet? What time did they do that, actually? Yeah, there, there have been fireworks going off around the neighborhood for the last couple of hours. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Uh, but they may pick up again. So we'll try and get the yeah. uh, 10, 12 minutes of insight from you and then let you get back to it. All right, fireworks went off with the Supreme Court decision this week, which means college athletes can now make money. 
They can do so on their own. And colleges as well can, there, there's not going to be a cap on what colleges can do to entice young men or young women to come to their universities and participate in their sports. But it has to be educationally related tied to extra benefits that are given to these individuals. I, I read the decision. I think I understand what it means, but I'm not 100% sure. And I sure as heck haven't figured out how it's actually going to hands-on affect college sports. Have you figured it out yet? Yeah, I'm not by any means any kind of a legal scholar. But basically what it comes down to is the Supreme Court says that the NCAA cannot hold these student-athletes from capitalizing on their own name, image, and likeness anymore. It's a long overdue. I think that just the fact that college sports has grown and evolved as much as it has over the past how many decades now, uh, the, the old NCAA principles were probably good when they were first founded, but they just don't really hold this, the test of time given how much money has been coming into the various sports over the years through media rights packages and uh, and all that stuff that goes with it. So I, I just feel as though the Supreme Court realized uh, we can't allow this organization to hold these student-athletes back any more than they have. And, oh, my God, did they hit the ground running. A couple of big-time yeah. athletes have already gotten endorsement deals and jobs with corporations, being spokesmen, influences on social media, and I couldn't be happier for them. Uh, you're right. It's the, the system was antiquated, and there's no reason why if these young men and women are going to generate this kind of revenue that they can't find a way to benefit from it in their own right. But it does open up the door for some people trying to take advantage. Anytime you're talking about this big a uh, payday, then people are going to question how is it coming together? How is it going to be monitored that's the thing I want to know. How do they keep this from, because it is, uh, on its face, at its principle, it's a great thing. But it could turn into a bad thing and or a cheating thing. Who's going to be the eyes and ears to make sure this stays above board? Well, you're still going to have compliance officers at every university uh, and working just to make sure that everything is being done legitimately. And I, I think you raised all the concerns that are out there are nothing particularly new. It's just a different layer of how we're doing this. Because we know that boosters are always going to have their way with some deep pockets every now and then. Uh, and this just may be another obstacle, or maybe it's one less obstacle. I'm not really sure which way that's going to fall just yet. Uh, but it, things do need to be documented. Things do need to be put pretty much in on a paper trail so that schools know what deals their student-athletes are getting into. And if there are any areas of concern, they can just double-check things and make sure everything's being done appropriately and responsibly. And that's going to be a lot of work for these compliance officers, but that's what they're paid for. And I'm going to be very curious to see just how widespread this goes because, as you mentioned, there have been thousands of student-athletes that have already taken advantage of this uh, through a number of different ways. Uh, so there's going to be a lot to keep up with. But, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think the, the limitless possibilities that are out there right now are only going to continue to grow. So there's always going to be concerns that boosters are going to find a way to get around all these new opportunities and make it a little bit more enticing. Uh, that's always going to be a concern. It always has been a concern. So I, I, on the, the base of it, I don't think it's too much different than what we've been dealing with before. I just think now it's a little bit more systematic with how things are going to be playing out as far as the student-athletes are concerned. 
Kevin McGuire, Athlon Sports, NCAA columnist, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. I've read a couple of opinion columns, and they are varied, which makes it interesting from uh, who it is going to benefit the most. Some people believe in the rich are even going to get richer. The top-level programs that have had success and have deep pockets are going to have major influence and going to even be easier to get individuals to uh, the the highest-rated high school athletes to come and participate in their programs. And I've seen other people suggest that, no, it's actually going to level the playing field, that because other universities can lean on their uh, who've tried to comply before now don't have to worry about it because it can just be the athletes generating their own revenue and the like. How do you think it plays? Is there a bigger winner and loser in this group when you compare the universities with now what they can either use as enticements or another reason for a young man not to go to their university? My gut reaction is to suggest that this is just going to make the richer even richer than before because of all the reasons you just outlined. But the more I think about it, I do think this is going to not maybe necessarily level the entire playing field, but maybe level it a little bit. Uh, so I think I, I still think star players are going to go to the big name programs that are going to win the most and give them the best opportunity to get to that next level, whether it be the NFL, the NBA, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, so I don't think that much is going to change. Uh, those players are probably just going to be making more money during their college years. Uh, but I think overall, there are so many more benefits for a lot more student-athletes and a lot more programs that are out there that weren't able to capitalize on this kind of opportunity. So I don't know if it necessarily levels the playing field, but it makes things a lot nicer for a lot more people overall. You mentioned there'll be compliant officers uh, at each school, and they will try and stay on top of it and uh, keep from rules being broken. But here's one of the issues I think they're going to have. You have this Supreme Court decision, which is, of course, a national decision. But then they left it up to individual states to also oversee and decide what can and can't go and the like. So it gets broken down even further. Are there too many loopholes here where here's what I fear. I fear there are going to be agents. I saw this shortly before uh, I came on the air. A big-time uh, player uh, just signed with uh, one of the major agencies who represent players in moving into the National Football League. Uh, Bryce Young, who's probably going to be the next starting quarterback at Alabama, will be repped in all his NIL uh, business by CAA which everyone had recognized. That name, it's one of the biggest agencies in all of sports. And they're not allowed to talk about representing him when he is eligible for the draft until he is eligible for the draft. Yeah, right. Uh, right. But they can lay the groundwork for a relationship with the young man. How ugly could this get with top-flight agencies doing business they've never done before, just kind of like on the come for future business? Yeah, see, this is where I think the NCAA dropped the ball entirely by trying to leave these decisions up to other people, uh, lawmakers, whether Congress or, as we're seeing, various states. And that's, that's going to be the biggest area of concern because there is not going to be a whole lot of consistency. Even though the NCAA has uh, allowed this for every student-athlete, you still have roughly half the country with their states with their own specific rules and guidelines and some of them differ a little bit by, from state to state. So not every state is playing by the same rules and regulations. Same principles, but there are some slight differences from state to state. So it's going to be a headache and a half 
I think, for people to stay on top of everything that's been going on. Uh, so that's why the NCAA has had how many years to figure this out, and then they wait until about 10 hours, 12 hours before July 1st to throw together their own program. So they're kind of uh, playing it by ear, in a sense, and that's a problem. That is a big concern, and I hope that they figure things out quickly. Maybe they need to see how this all plays out in this first year before they really iron things out a little bit more. Uh, but I don't know if I have the faith in the NCAA to really pull that together with any kind of um, responsibility or integrity. I'll give you a hypothetical here, and you can tell me, Jody, what the hell are you talking about? Or you can say, ooh, I hadn't thought about that, or or just flat out uh, come up with an answer to my question. Um, I've seen speculation that there could be some players who, because they're doing so well with their own name, image, and likeness, and maybe it's because they're well-known in their state, great high school player in the state, darn good player on the collegiate level, not a superstar, not a given to be a pro in uh, to be able to step up when they're coming out of college, but, but certainly a guy who could be drafted and could make a living there. But they're doing so well with their uh, name, image, and likeness on the college level that they say, yeah, I don't need to come out for the draft. I don't have to come out early. I'll finish my entire college career. Is that going to happen? If that's going to happen, how often? Or is this just wishful thinking on some people's part that, yes, let's keep the college kids in college? I think it's going to be wishful thinking. I mean, if you're talking about a star player who's in his junior year, and is already being projected to be a first-round draft pick, that is really difficult to pass up because you don't know if you'll get that opportunity again. Even if things are going well with your name, image, and likeness on the side, it's really all about getting to that next level because that's when you get even more endorsement deals that are probably going to pay even more. So I I think there's a lot of opportunity to pass up by sticking around in college in most situations. I'm not saying it'll be 100% guarantee that every player jumps early at the first opportunity. We certainly have seen that not be the case for some players, but – I think it would still be a big mistake to pass up on the opportunity to be a first-round pick if that's where you're being projected. Second or third yeah. round, that might be a different story. But, I mean, if you're, if you're guaranteed to be a first-round pick, it's really hard to pass that up. I, I agree with you because I was going to say, let's say a guy decides to come out. He thinks he's got a chance to be a first-round pick. But then, lo and behold, they have the NFL draft, and he ends up going in the fourth round. And you're a fourth-down rookie, and you're not playing much. Your endorsements have a good chance to be not as good as if you were a guy at a university and a star player there, and maybe that was your home state as well. Yeah, I do believe they could make more money with endorsements and NIL deals on the collegiate level if, and it's you're right, it's all speculation because when you're making the decision whether to come out or not, you don't know where you're going to be drafted. You can get some good inside information, but it, nothing's going to be written in stone. I think there are going to be some guys that actually will be told it'd be more beneficial to stick around and do this for another year and cash one more check with your uh, university. And you know what? It has always been the story that when you're making those kinds of decisions on whether or not to go pro, you need to have information that you absolutely trust and that, 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 that have your best intentions truly in mind, not just financially, but uh, for their own gain. But really thinking about what's best for that individual player. That's always been the case. And I think it's even more serious now. And I think it's good that a lot of these colleges are putting together their programs to help educate all their student athletes on the best ways to go about and making sure all this name, image, and likeness stuff is done responsibly with uh, the best intentions possible. I think that's going to carry over to your long-term financial uh, positions that you need to take 
into serious consideration when you are making decisions on what you're going to do turning pro because it's a tough decision for a lot of players to make, and I, I, I'm sure that some of them don't make the best decisions, as we see every year with players that don't get drafted either in the NBA or the NFL. Uh, there are some players that you kind of scratch your head and think maybe it would have been better to come back for another year, uh, but it's going to be really important for colleges to make sure that these players are getting the best information possible from as many outlets as they need. All right, let me give you another hypothetical. And I, I've thought all these things through, and I don't know the answers, uh, but maybe you're closer to it so you can give me better speculation than is rummaging around in my head. Let's say you're in a, uh, a major college market. Pick whichever one you want. Oh, say you're a Penn State guy. You're in state college, okay? Um, I was there for one football game, but I've never been there uh, any other time. Um, I'm guessing there's at least one major car dealership within State College, Pennsylvania. Would that be accurate? I would venture to say yes. That's a safe bet. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure they have an ongoing relationship with Penn State. Maybe they advertise at the games or something along those lines. The official car dealership of Penn State football is Jim's Auto on Main Street in uh, whatever uh, nearby town uh, just off the campus is there. And they've had this ongoing relationship with Penn State. And the star player from Penn State comes and says, listen, how would you like me to be your endorsement guy? How would you like me to go on your billboards? How would you like me to do personal appearances? And they've only got X amount of dollars in their advertising budget. And they may have to take some money from their ongoing business that they do with the university because they do want this guy to be their spokesman for their cars. Will we have an actual competition between the university and its players for certain advertising opportunities. That is a fascinating hypothetical. I have not thought about that one. <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that that will come into play too many times, uh, but that will be very interesting to see if uh, things uh, lead to some tension with the, the financial dealings. I would guess that a lot of these business partners and advertising partners probably have some contracts that – already mapped out years in advance. So I, I don't know exactly how that game works, but that would be amazing to me if a player comes in and he starts stealing some of the money from his own university because of this. I, I don't know if that would be a serious concern, but, man, I am going to be tracking that for sure now. All right. And when you find the uh, first uh, instance when this pops up, I don't need written credit, but I need you to at least say, damn, Jody Mack was right about that. I didn't know if that was going to happen. And I'm telling you, at some point, it'll become a story. Don't know when. Might not be this year. Might be several years down the road. But there will be a fallout between a local sponsor for a major university because they've reallocated their advertising budget toward one of the star players in that uh, program. Mark my words. It's going to happen. I don't know when. I don't know where. But it will happen, and it's a story that you can go ahead and write, and you can leave my name out of it. Kevin, great well, I stuff. I definitely be thinking about you when that does happen. You please do so. Kevin, good stuff. I appreciate you coming on board. Have a great fourth tomorrow. Thanks for giving us some insight tonight. Thanks a lot, Jody. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. Kevin McGuire from Athlon Sports talking about the name, image, and likeness decision that came down with the Supreme Court this week. See, and, uh, and maybe it's just because I'm a cynic that I would let my mind go to a potential like that, that's a competition between a university and its own player for advertising dollars could rear its ugly head. And I feel badly when I do that 
because I want to be happy for the players that forever, well, I don't want to say forever, but for too long have helped generate millions of dollars for their university and haven't gotten enough of a slice of the pie. And again, I'll get some calls. Joe, do you know what a college education talk? I want to send my son or daughter to that universe, but I don't have $50,000 a year that I can pay tuition and bucks and board and everything. I get that. Uh, the, the college players, it hasn't been slave labor. Let's put it that way. They're getting a free education, free room and board, the chance to showcase their skills so they can become professionals. Uh, I'm not trying to make it out like they're slaves. But I don't think the balance between gener- uh, revenues generated and how people benefited from it was right. And this is a way to try and balance those scales a little bit. So I'm rooting hard for the young athletes to figure out a way how to best make money themselves on their talents and their skills while they're still honing other talents and skills in their sport. But I do oftentimes let my ro- my mind go down the road of, yeah, but what happens if I can see this becoming an issue? Yeah, that's just me. The Cynic, Jody McDonald. Get on the Cynic's telephone line, 855-212-4227. We call this the Saturday Night Get Together here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.